The Somatic Scribing Lab brought together 30 facilitators, scribes, artists, body workers, counselors, and teachers who are putting the sensing back into sense making. We gathered for 12 weeks in the fall of 2021 to build on the fields of cultural somatics and generative scribing and reconnect to ancient practices for harvesting body wisdom, all in service of our collective liberation. We can't do this alone. So to share what we're learning with our friends and community, we present the Somatic Scribing Podcast. Each episode features a conversation between lab mates, reflecting on what the fertile lab container is teaching us. Sessions and episodes are organized by rhythms of the body, birth, breath, digestion, rest, eros, and death. My name is Kate Morales, and I'm serving in the role of womb space for this collective Selma. Settle in, and welcome. We affirm that the land remembers the blood in our veins, the bones of our body. Blessings to you and all your relations. Today, Ty Davis, Emma Dulski, and I savor a slow-cooked conversation as we come fresh out of a lab session that imagines words as nourishment. We find digestion metaphors baked into the way we understand ourselves, from chewing on an idea or something that doesn't sit right, to creepier metaphors that structure systems like social media feeds, or how capitalism imagines us only as consumers. We ask if the attention economy grooms us for overconsumption and indigestion, how do we maintain digestive sovereignty over what goes in and at what pace? And of course, it wouldn't be a digestive episode without talking about the shit and how to return to the fertility of compost out from under the shadow of a culture who doesn't want to talk about the extent of our deplorable pooping practices. Enjoy. I'm just going to invite us all to just breathe, take deep breaths and center down, counting in breaths, three, one, two, three, in and out. Breathe in for three, breathe out for three. Just keep repeating that motion, breathing in and out for three. While I play the bowl, just for a moment. In for three, out for three. As we ground and we remember digestion, the subject for today. Connecting with our inner selves. Send forth out the energy that everything we discuss in this session will resonate with each of us for our highest good. In and out for three. In for three, out for three.
the sound of the bowl just ground you. Just breathe out any tensions that you have. And I will leave you with this resonance. Thank you, Ty. You're welcome. I am. Um, I can't do meetings anymore without doing groundings. <laughs> I'm really noticing how how awry they can, or how off align alignment they can feel when I'm not grounded. So thanks for that. Um. Well, we were just talking about really delicious cakes that um, take a long time to, that, well, Emma, do you just want to recap your story? Sure. We'll, we'll do a little recap. <laughs> um, my friend and I were trying to make a cake and we do my favorite thing, which is not reading the recipe through all the way. <laughs> and so we started mixing together all the ingredients and we got to the point in the recipe where it said you have to whisk the egg whites until they're like stiff peaks um and we realized we we don't even have a whisk <laughs> we only have a fork <laughs> and so we spent two and a half hours whisking these egg whites <laughs> with the fork um i called my parents we were walking down talking to some friends just all with this big bowl of egg whites <laughs> um but we eventually finished making the cake and it was super super yummy um but probably one of the longest <laughs> baking experiences I've had. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. And I'd love to like put that in the layer of, of our convo today, because um, like Ty said, like whisking in that amount of energy, that amount of um, not only your body's physical energy, but like the convo of your parents and mm -hmm. walking around and what, you know, like, um, it reminds me of like water for chocolate. I don't know if you all ever read that book or saw that movie mm -hmm. about what goes in your food. So I just want to layer that in as we recap what we did in our digestion session, because it feels really yummy. Yeah. Yeah. So other things that I'll just throw into the pot and then we can kind of see what, what comes up or that our intentions in that session were to have some conversation protocols that really imagined our words as nourishment and the words that we take in um, being our food in some kind of way. And so we were tracking, speaking slowly, pausing after we spoke to each other, um, giving, giving a little bit of space to just see how the words land in our bodies and to just imagine a little bit beyond digestion as a metaphor to really imagine that what we take in from our words and this links back to what Pedro was 
linking us to in the earlier sessions is, is nourishment or is not nourishment? And then what does the body do with that? Mm. So I'll just drop that in. What else is standing out for you all or has stuck with you maybe since that session? What sticks out for me is um, the power of the words that we're using in relation to words being um, nourishment. I would say that I would imagine that the, the words are actually, when we talk about digestion, it makes me think about what I hear. Sometimes it takes me a long time to digest difficult things to hear. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that it's working through the energetic centers in, inside of me. And I think that um, it also makes me conscious of how I speak, how um, maybe I don't pause enough and why the pauses are necessary. Like watering a garden, even plants understand our words, right? Don't, don't our words resonate with plant life and even our pets, they can sense the energy. Maybe our pets don't recognize, they may not recognize the word we're using, but they recognize the resonance in that mm -hmm. word. So it just reminds me of how powerful it is and how interconnected we all are by the energy that gets passed back and forth between us and that we're communicating inside the words. like that also the idea of like where things are getting stopped to like when you're you know that process of like digesting words or, or thoughts or sounds even and like when it when it feels like there's um yeah there's just something that's like stuck or like you know like you were saying like if difficult things are are harder to digest or more slower so kind of like listening tuning into that like pace of digestion too um I thought was a something that kind of stuck out to me from yeah all of these reflections yeah yeah we definitely looked at pacing and the, the kind of assumption is that we talk too fast <laughs> or that we're we're taking in too much we're taking in more than we can actually process and digest so some of it is going in, some of it is also not, right? Like when we're scrolling on social media, we're not actually taking in everything. And that's how um, I feel like young people in particular get critiqued for being um, like, like jaded or, or unaffected or, or numbed by things. And it's also if we consider what the body does when there's a trauma, which is basically something that happens too fast or too much or too soon, it's a wise body response to kind of shut down and not take it in. Mm -hmm. so, so that's a question that, um, that shows up for me when I'm 
slowing down when I'm like, okay, the, the move to get into more balance is to just, is to take a slower pace. And then at the slower pace opens up this next question of like, what actually am I taking in? <laughs> and even at a slower pace, is it still too much? And then what do I do? You know, because it's not like we can just be like, sorry, climate change. That's a little too much for me today. Not today. <laughs> That's so powerful. Because <laughs> it, it makes it, when you talked, when you related it to trauma, right? It's like our bodies, the physical body pumps out a chemical to prevent us from feeling that overwhelmed. So it, it absolutely is a wise body response. Adrenaline, I think that's what it is, right? That stops us from feeling so overwhelmed with the pain. Doesn't mean that it's gonna stop the pain. We're gonna process it later. You feel that pain later when the adrenaline wears off. And I think as you talk about taking in of the information, it makes so much sense, particularly with the way information is constant. Mm -hmm. Constant on the, our phones, constant notifications. You can turn them off, but even, you know, you get your, you know, there's updates that override certain things and will still come, you get notified. <laughs> and then, you know, and like with your apps, you get the little red dot that says there's something to do. Because there's a psychology behind the use of these things that constantly urge you and kind of overload your senses. So it's not even possible, I think, to take in, to react to all of the stimuli that you get just in the course of a day. Yeah, like even as you were speaking, I you know, I have the little icons on the on my computer and it's exactly it's the little red dot, like, you know, and it's really like, I don't know, thinking about it in like food, food terms too, in terms of like being like eating and just continuing to eat and eat and eat or, or kind of digest and be like, okay, like, am I, am I full? And as you're saying, Kate, like sometimes you can't, like, you can't stop eating. Like there's a lot of things that are going into that. Um, but also, maybe noticing like what, what is more nourishing or what, you know, like are those kind of pieces that like, like really, you know, that take a lot of energy to make and like are really, you know, kind of tasty or that you put in and spend time with other people to kind of like co-create. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about the, uh, the little red dot on my phone that, tells me that I have 20,000 unread emails. <laughs> so, right. So we're in a stream. It's a really fast stream. And, we, and we're told that we have to consume as much as possible from that stream. And it's all important, right? This like the attention economy is, is just what time it is. It's just where we're, where we're at. So everything is important. Everything is buying for our attention. So, so that makes me think about how it's a liberation practice for us to be more centered in what we actually need and what we actually want and to reclaim our power to be like, I actually don't need to consume 50 emails by the end of the day. <laughs> um, which 
is something that I'm telling myself um, all the time. You know, it's 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 a practice. Um, yeah, there's so there's there's the con on the consumption side. I'm kind of I'm kind of doing what we're getting to in this in the somatic scribing lab, which is I'm trying to sort of spatially map us in our metaphors, mm -hmm. right? So we talk about digestion, like in the ways in ways that um are like I need to chew on that a little bit more, or that didn't sit well with me, or you know it, we use these words without even thinking about them. And if we really center the metaphor and we're like, okay, if we need to chew on that, then we're talking about digesting. We're talking about digesting. There's like my body and what needs to, and what's outside of my body. And then it's how, how fast there's like, how fast I'm eating There's what kinds of things am I eating is how nourishing those things are. Right. So we can kind of just like follow our curiosities as we build out the metaphor and understand a little bit more about how we understand things. And I also find that, especially working with groups, sometimes we follow a metaphor and we're like, ooh, actually this is not a way that we want to construct our reality. <laughs> like, a, like a classic one I hear a lot is pipelines. People are talking, people, it's a, it's a metaphorical, it's a common metaphor to use of like, oh, we'll just like, we need to pipeline that or we'll just, we'll create a pipeline. And I don't know about for you all, but in my context, pipelines, I think about line three, mm -hmm. I think about oil spills, I think about um, indigenous sovereignty being violated, like, like pipelines are just not really one that I'm like, um, it's one that I'm like, if we're going to use this, let's talk about how we can reclaim it. Um, and does it, does following our interest down into that metaphor get us to some underlying assumptions that tell us a little bit more about how we're imagining what we're talking about? So going back to digestion, you know, we've kind of opened up the, the intake part of Part of what we're intaking and then we also spent time in the session a pretty ex we spent like 20 minutes in a in a just kind of like a bit of a guided um belly rub to <laughs> put it in plain terms and um yeah how was that for you all in terms of did you did you learn learn anything just being with your with your gurgles and and what came up? I, don't, I feel like I want to take over. <laughs> um, um, I am remembering, vaguely remembering the exercise where we sat with the gurgles because I was feeling some internal discomfort um, with digestion physically which I thought was interesting that we're having this visualization and I'm actually feeling um, some distress, you know, during, and that kind of put up a little bit of a barrier. And I, it made me think as we talk about digestion, as a person who is switching to a plant-based diet, the concept is to simplify the diet, to remove, um, you know, 
we listen to the traditional model and you know and it tells us we need meat we need this we need this we need that but what if i simplify some of the things in my intake and if i can just take that same concept that i'm applying to the food that i consume to the energy the words the content that i consume if i simplify it by redefining for myself what's important and what's not and i think for me what helps me at least what i'm getting and i i may i'm not sure how much sense this is going to make but what this lab is doing for me is to help me find the common denominator the common connection between us all and as i sit with this common space i find that i need to consume less of other things. The more present I am inside the ecosystem. Does that make sense? Because I feel like I'm still processing this. The more present I am inside this ecosystem, I realize that I actually need less of Facebook. I don't even have it on my phone anymore. I need less connection that's artificial. I'm digesting less artificial material. I think that's the root of what I'm saying. And I'm ingesting more natural connections, more um, energetic connections that line up with what I feel for myself, if that makes sense. That's totally making sense to me. And you talking about um, what you consuming reminds me of one of the, well, two of the more disturbing um, ways that we use the digestion metaphor, which is that we're often just called consumers. Mm. And how social media is a feed. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like that seems very like pig trough, kind of like just a lot of things thrown together. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Just a side note, there's actually a series on Amazon Prime. It's actually called The Feed and it's focused on, when you talk about digestion, it's focused on the internet. The next step being when you, what you said about us being consumers, the internet's basically just kind of fed into us through these contact lenses. So we're always constantly connected through an artificial feed as opposed to the natural there's a natural as resonance like i was just telling emma earlier i got some unikite gosh what is the name of the element it's um feldspar it's made with feldspar right that's part of the, part of the earth's crust the earth has its own resonance we already have a feed but we're literally connected to everything through an artificial feed, exactly as you said. So it's how do we balance between these two systems? Mm -hmm. so. I mean, Emma, 
you're in school right now and Mm -hmm. you're probably one of the younger people in the lab. And I'm just curious, do you, do you feel like you're a tech native? Like, does this, does this land in a kind of way where like, I don't want to be like, yeah, we should all get off social media, you know, like how, how does this, um, what insights can you give us as speaking from someone, we're all three in different generations. So curious to hear your perspective. Yeah. I mean, I, I very much feel similarly that a lot of times I feel way too like overwhelmed with just the amount of, of information and um, like Ty and I was saying that there's like a lot of like thoughts going through and kind of like, like that very much feels like, you know, a, a response to the red little notification, like always like checking or always going back or things like that. And I think like, I always find it really complicated because there are a lot of like connections that I've been able to keep that are really like meaningful to me um, through, you know, kind of like being on those you know spaces and and somewhat you know in in the feed um but at the same time I think like the idea that you know the even just like the feeling of 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 opening you know like Instagram or whatever and like not knowing what will be like there could be anything that's there and that can make you feel in like any way like some person who haven't thought about in a while like some event something um there's something also about the just like unexpectedness of it that like they're you know like when you're connecting with people like even if it's someone you haven't seen in a while like walking up to them and talking to them versus like seeing you know things that they're they're doing um it's just yeah it's interesting so I I definitely have really like enjoyed talking with you know other people in the lab just about how a lot of these other like digestion things are sitting um because I think it is it it is slightly different but also very similar between like a lot of our experiences Well, I want to make sure we have time to talk about shitting. (laughs) Which is um, a part of the digestive metaphor that seems to me like America seems to be like the kind of girl who's like, I don't fart. You know, like we're just a little bit poop shy. <laughs> and I think it's connected to the fear of death. Mm. Right. Because, and this is, you were talking, Ty, about the sort of like artificial feed. And for me, I feel like, um, I feel like the consumerism kind of gets fed to us in a linear kind of way where something gets created and then consumed and then thrown away. And that functions, that happens kind of on a line. And um, a more realistic and (laughs) organic way that, that 
digestion and consumption really happens is that everybody's consuming each other all the time in a closed loop system, right? It's like, we're eating the plants, the plants are eating the, the, the little skin that falls off of our skin. And, you know, when we're, when we're giving our waste nutrients back in, those are nourishing somebody else. And, and it's not a line, it's like a, it's like a, a loop that just kind of keeps going. And that's, that's something that's come up for us with the breath conversation and, and the, even the birth and death cycle that's kind of holding us in the lab. So, um, yeah, I had shared that I have found this deity, this Nahuatl Tlazolteo, who is the, um, the deity of filth, she's called, and she eats people's transgressions. Um, so that's really deep. And that's been something that's been just like really, really um, like a magical sort of anchoring connection for me. Um, do you all want to, I mean, yeah. Talk to me about poop. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when, cause when we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, like taking in more than you can like, you know, put out, um, and then also the idea of like when you're like, you know, like the the poop diary or the other things and like, like you can like release other things like as a, like a natural process, but also as a kind of like, you know, like this is what I'm letting go of at this time. Um, I think like, you know, it, I was also struggling with the concept of like, I need to produce something from this or else it's not valuable. Um, and I think like one of the big things that the, this like digestion session kind of helped me with was like, like sometimes like you just have to like shit, like it's not going to be like pretty, it's not going to like, you don't need to use it for anything. Like, it's just like a natural process and like, you know, like everything that you consume, like, you know, like when you eat food, it's giving you energy and it's, and it's, you know, like falling somewhere in your body and like, that's great but also like some part of it, like, you know, like you just need to kind of like, like let it, let it go. Um, and I think, you know, that's another thing that sometimes there's like this instinct to be like, oh, whenever I get something, I need to make sure that I'm, that I'm giving it back in some presentable way or showing that I know it or kind of using it like specifically. And like the, the you know, kind of thinking about it in terms of like one, that process of like, giving it back can take longer than, you know, just kind of like immediate, like, this is something I learned. This is how I can show I know it. Um, and the sense that like, that doesn't need to happen in the first place, like just, you know, it's valuable on its own and however you are processing or digesting it um, and kind of like letting go of it is, is yeah, kind of like good. Wow, that resonated so deeply with me. Oh my goodness. And as you were speaking, Emma, it um, it also brought me to, there is utility. I started thinking about the matrix, right? In the, in the matrix, if you remember when they unplugged, they were realizing that the humans that were in the tubes, like, you know, part of what was going into their nourishment was everything, poop, pee mm -hmm. And when I, as I listened to the both of you speak, I realized there is utility for 
pretty much all of the fluids that come out of the body, right? There's there is somewhere on some continent there is an indigenous use for menstrual blood, which is sacred. There's a there's use for the urine. There's a use for poop. There's use for all of these things. Yet we're kind of programmed into believing these things are dirty, whatever the body produces. And like you said about the value, I think our value, if we can just rest, I think processing the, our value as that we as humans have to produce something is um, the beginning of us. It's, it's colonial. It's the beginning of us becoming producers and co like consumers, whereas, I, if I can just go back and think in, in the ancestral ways on both sides, whether it's the, you know, the Scottish, the, the Gaelic side in my blood or the Yoruba side in my blood, there is a value that you have to simply existing. Your role in society is simply existing in your skin and whatever you, know, you have as a particular function is is that's that's your contribution so back to the shitting part i think that when we take that and come uh, like translate it with how do we shit out information from this artificial feed i think you know you talked about taking in so much and i think at the rate that we get things mm, there's not a time to digest it all. And I think it, it puts us in a place where we're, if we're shitting out things that are kind of a, energies that we haven't fully processed, things that we haven't processed, yeah? But in that natural process, when we simplify, as I was explaining earlier, simplify what goes into the body, as I'm working on, as I sit here and drink my Dunkin' Donuts coffee, <laughs> I'm a little tired. But really, when you simplify that, it makes the digestion process easier. So I just, it brings me back to now, how can I take this and kind of really go back to, I'm still stuck in this balance of how do I balance out what I'm shitting? <laughs> you know, I can, because if I'm taking in the wrong thing, it's, it's, shit's normal, but it's not coming out good when I'm taking in the wrong diet is where I'm going. When I'm taking in a diet that's not really intended for me to digest, then I'm getting something else. Shit's normal, but diarrhea is not. <laughs> that's a sick response. <laughs> this is making me curious about what um, if you all have any kind of like narrative shifts or practices that you've encountered or digestion um, tools that you've picked up along the way, like, you know, I'm thinking about like journaling for me is an easy one for where I can be like, that's where I really get all of my like stuff out. Um, and on a systemic level, so I can share that for me, it was a big shift. It was a big reality shift when I stopped thinking about myself living under capitalism as if capitalism 
So spatially, right, spatially mapping ourselves, like imagining myself kind of like under this big system and telling the story about it that, um, that we're the living body that capitalism is, is kind of leeching off of, like we're the ones who are alive mm -hmm. and, and capitalism consumes our energy as its fuel, even our resistance right? Like even our resistance, like they commodify it and sell it back to us immediately right away. And, and so there's a way that I engage with it differently, imagining capitalism, not as this like overlord structure, but as kind of like a, like a tick or something that's like sucking my life force. And then I get to, you know, and then I get to engage with it in different ways, but Anyways, just curious if you all have any, any insights about the, the systemic types of digestion, like uh, we talk about like internalizing oppression or internalizing um, harmful things or yeah, does, does your, do your, do you go in any directions on the systemic level? The first thing that came to my mind was DEI work, honestly. When you talk about <laughs> of things that we need to digest. <laughs> right? Well, but you know what 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 struck me as most interesting when you talked about that's just such a beautiful analogy of capitalism. Thank you for reframing it in that way. I'm going that's valuable and I'm going to use that. But when you talked about how capitalism will take something and immediately sells it back to us. Most of I, I, these, as I operated in DEI, it's where I met Ella, um, these structures, they're paid for by corporations. So we already know that if the corporations are paying for it, then these are the same corporations that are still, they're, they're controlling the feed. So what we actually see in operation as DEI is actually still being controlled by whatever corporation that's either paying for it or is consuming it. Um, so when we talk about how do we approach this systemic digestion, wow, I think that is a huge question. I've, I'm a little bit stuck there myself. Your uh, give just now gave me some feedback to, to kind of work with, because uh, you can't really, we're in an ecosystem, right? So just like there are a tick, and maybe not an overlord structure, um, we can't completely divest, divest from it as we exist in the society. But I think being more conscious about how we interact with it. And I think, um, I don't know, I keep going back to how do we strengthen? I think for me, at least I've been personally working on is how do we strengthen the indigenous systems. Yeah. I kind of, I think I echo a lot with like having more personal, trying to come, not come up with, but like um, notice more personal changes versus like larger systemic ones. I think I'm definitely in the, yeah, kind of like nested, smaller, you know, internal. Um, version of this digestion um 
And one of the things that I was thinking about, uh, I was talking with Sarah from the lab and they reminded me of the like trust myself, trust the earth mantra. And I think that seems really important to me right now. And I have been noticing like, you know, just going around and, and really being very like grateful for a lot of things that I didn't notice before. So I think like, you know, one thing is like, <laughs> because I'm at school eating a bunch of weird things, my body a lot of the time is like, <laughs> this is not like, <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff going on. <laughs> and like lately I'm like, wow, I'm so grateful to just be able to like poop all the time and like not be, you know, like have like, weird things going on. And so like that, I think I was like, like I've never been that tuned into something like that before. And so I, um, you know, I, I think there are a lot of other things like noticings and, and, and things that have kind of been like uh, more, yeah, more significant um, and just a kind of like shift in awareness that like, you know, there are a lot of things to like intake and, and digest, but also that like there are things that are already happening that I think sometimes um, now I'm starting to you know, kind of that put more of that trust in like the the things that my body's already doing um, that are so like vital and also like, you know, kind of like magical within, you know, themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you both for those, those answers. I'm really appreciating where you both took that and where the where those two things weave for me, Ty, you talking about uh, not needing to be disconnected from each other and from our crafts and from the exchange of our labor, right? It's like figuring out how to do that in a way that is sustaining of everyone and honoring of everyone's gifts and medicines. And Emma, you talking about how the miracle of having a body uh, makes me think about just both of those things together that we we are a system, we are a living system. We're one, we're little, we're we're nested bodies in in systems and systems and systems. And that there's so much that just happens on its own, like in any given moment there's so many things in our bodies that are going right without mm -hmm. any effort all the time. Like even, you know, even in sleep, even, even when we put some weird stuff in our bellies that may or may not be an actual food. Um, so just really a lot of gratitude for you all uh, arriving us in a, in a closing place where we uh, were tuned back into the wider web and that'll segue us also into next week's session where we are resting and we'll get into some ecological devotions and really keep widening our understanding of where we are within the wider bodies of the living earth. So we like to close with a practice or an invitation for all you listeners out there. And I wanna offer some words that Dare gave us at the closing of this session, which 
we took as a mantra for the session and that has been really serving me afterwards. And it's an invitation to imagine our belly as the earth's belly. And the mantra is, I am digesting on behalf of the earth. The earth is digesting on behalf of me. So may that be a bit of nourishment for each of us as we transition into the rest of our days. Emma and Ty, you all are brilliant. Thank you for taking the time to chat with the public uh, and, and digest the session a little more. And we'll catch you again soon. Thanks for listening. You can learn more about upcoming workshops and all things somatic scribing on my website as thecrowfliesdesign.com or by following me on Instagram at crowcamino, that's C-R-O-W-C-A-M-I-N-O. Music for this podcast is from the album Black Shaman by our lab mate, multidisciplinary artist and healing practitioner, Neith Sankofa. You can check the show notes for all that info and be in touch. We'd love to hear from you.